Yes, that that is very important. I think sometimes we overlook that, right? Because mm -hmm. we forget that we can wait to say what we we want to say, because you're in that moment and you're you're heated or you're yeah. you had a long yeah. day at work and you're annoyed and you expected to come home to this clean yeah. house and clean yeah. children and food on the table, and then the second you walk in, you just you lose it and. Mm -hmm. later on you realize like okay I I could have I could have waited and I think I've had to practice that with co-parenting and communicating with my my child's father mm -hmm. um, via email because sometimes he can come off really aggressive to me and I want to mm -hmm. be defensive back mm -hmm. and I've had mm -hmm. to realize like okay responding right now because I just seen the email would would be ideal to him but if I take some time to calm down maybe even sleep on it I can respond in a, a nicer manner rather than responding with anger and and really probably making things worse, making matters worse. It's such a good example because you talked about taking time to consider what you're going to say. And the only thing I would add is ensuring that my answer still uh, is one that makes me feel empowered and good about myself. So if the email I receive is very aggressive and telling me what I need to be doing and you know, phrased in a way that's super aggressive and making me angry and defensive, taking the time to think about it, to formulate my response and even reread it is important, but also making sure that I'm able to communicate uh, assertively what my stance on the situation is in a way that um, is clear and in a way that lets my partner know also or the other person know that, you know, that's my boundary. I'm not going to be spoken to or you know verbalized to in a way that's disrespectful so it's a it's a fine line but I do think it's always important to realize that someone can be nice right I'm a very nice person but I'm also assertive and I'm assertive in that I know my value I know my worth and I want to encourage anybody who's listening to this podcast right now that knowledge that avaricious seeking of knowledge Think about, you know, what are your strengths? What are the, the positive aspects of yourself? And we all have them. And um, really do some of that work to ensure that you do know your value, your worth, and what you bring to your friendships and your relationships so that you're able to be assertive in your communications and your actions with those individuals. It starts with knowledge of self and knowing what you bring to the table and, um, you know, why you're such an awesome person to have as a friend, to have in a relationship. I guess what I'm thinking of is like to any listeners here would probably be wondering, or maybe a few would be wondering, how would they practice being assertive? Yeah, that's a good question, right? How do you practice that? Well, um, it starts with making I statements. So in a communication, let me think about a circumstance that might be a conflict. Um, let's say that I, okay, so I'll use myself as an example. I am a side seat driver. You know what a side seat driver is? <laughs> so, yes. Driving. He'll be driving the car, right? 
And I'm constantly giving him all of these directions and stuff for the passenger seat. And so I do it so much that he's like, the next car I'm going to get, I'm going to get like a little mini steering wheel and put it on your side of the car so you can pretend like you're driving too, right? So (laughs) because I do it a lot. So I know like his preference would be that I, you know, not side seat drive. Um, So an assertive way for him to state, you know, it'd be nice if you would not be the side seat driver that you are, Um, would be, um, you know, hey babe, actually I had the directions right here on GPS, I'm good. So you can relax and enjoy the ride. I'd feel more comfortable if you did that, right? So that's an assertive communication. I'm more comfortable in driving us around if you would just relax and enjoy the ride. Now, whether or not after 20 some odd years of marriage, I would actually do that. I don't know. Sometimes I try to catch myself. <laughs> the idea is you state what it is that you're feeling or thinking authentically in a way that the other person will receive it. So notice that I started the statement with, hey, babe, you know, it would be great if I could follow the directions that are right here on the GPS. You're safe with me. You'll be okay. We won't get lost. I would prefer if we could just, you know, kind of do that. So adding an I statement in there somewhere, what is it that you want, right? So knowing um, what you want and then being able to say it in a way that starts with, I would like, or I think, or I feel, and then moving forward from there would be one way to improve that assertive communication. And then um, to be sure that the other person is hearing you, there's also the idea of just that person kind of reflecting back that thought or feeling. So it sounds like to me what you're saying is sometimes when I'm side seat driving, it, like it actually makes you feel more nervous than if you just follow the GPS. So it might be better for you if I just, you know, sang along to the music on the radio. Yeah. So I'm repeating, I'm reflecting back what I heard. And that's how the other person knows that they were heard in the statement as well. Now I'm making light of it with a situation involving side seat driving, but assertive communication can come down to, you know, really serious things such as, um, you know, finances in a relationship. That's another boundary that people have to set. And I'm sure we'll be talking about that in future podcasts, but this idea of, you know, um, whether or not you're going to share one account or have different accounts and how you feel about how the money is being spent. You know, that's one of the top reasons for breakup and long-term relationships is what's happening with the money and whether or not there's enough money to pay all the bills. So learning to be able to communicate assertively around the little things can definitely help you to communicate more assertively and respectfully around the larger issues like finance, like Um, you know, family, like friendships, and, you know, the things that um, really kind of make a relationship go. Right, that, that really, I think, would help to give the listeners an idea of how they could practice being Mm -hmm. assertive. Mm -hmm. Because I think it's still that also does take a lot of skill to practice, you know, and remembering to use I statements and reflect feelings so that they, you know, or you can show that they are being heard. To recap, we started off our discussion today talking about the Hawaiian concept of ka'ini loa. And I did mention that there are kumu on campus who know much more about this topic than I do. And my colleagues, um, Kale, Ikea, 
Nilani, I have so many folks, I'm so lucky, um, who will be featured on this podcast too, who can talk more extensively about um, the mo'olelo behind the term uh, ka'imi loa. Um, but as someone coming from the continent here, learning about these concepts, it's so great for me to be able to draw parallels from, from my knowledge and my work with folks. And that idea of you know, seeking knowledge in a way that, in a hungry way, um, is important in relationships because you want to learn about yourself. You want to know who you are, um, what you bring to the table, what's your value, what's your worth, what do you believe, what are your boundaries. You have to know these things about yourself before you can get into a healthy relationship with someone else. And then to seek knowledge of the other person. And one of my favorite authors, you know, um, has an expression. Uh, one of my favorite expressions comes from uh, a book this guy wrote, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. The author's name is Stephen Covey. And he says, um, seek first to understand, then to be understood. So if you can follow that as a guideline, even in resolving conflicts, right? I'm seeking first to try to understand where you're coming from. Then I can try to make you understand my perspectives. But in order to do that, I have to first try to understand you. That's part of that knowledge seeking, right? I'm trying to understand um, who you are, what makes you tick, what sets you off, what makes you happy, so that then I can contribute to that. But I can't know those things if you don't know yourself. So if you have two incomplete people lacking in self-knowledge, trying to come together, that's where you're going to end up having friction and conflicts all the time. Because I might have expectations of you as my partner that I haven't communicated to you because I'm just finding out those are my expectations. I don't know myself that well. So it's okay to take some time, especially between relationships. If you're just ending a relationship that maybe wasn't the healthiest, maybe didn't have enough pono or balance to it, and you're seeking to have a happier, healthier relationship, it is okay to take some time between relationships to focus on you and know a little bit more about yourself and your expectations, who you are, your worth, what you bring to a relationship so that you can then have really meaningful, productive discussions with your partner in the future, especially if they come to the table with those same things. That is how we can connect this idea of ka'imi loa, seeking knowledge in an avaricious way, to also having pono, to having balance in relationships with less conflict and um, with more trust and understanding and aloha. Wow, that was a great recap, Sarita. Thank you so much for taking your time to join us and educate our listeners today on the topic of Ka'imi Loa. We appreciate you so much. Um, I did have one last question. Sure. If a student or listener here um, listens to the podcast and wanted to reach out to you, how would they be able to do that? Sure. So my email address is located right on Libra's website and the counselor page. So it's an easy way to do that. Um, it's just Sarita W at hopeinc.edu. And when you go to the counselor webpage, you can scroll all the way to the bottom and you'll see the sister at the bottom of the page with the long locks in her hair. <laughs> um, but also uh, we do have wonderful mental health counseling on campus that I want to refer students to. Lori Lum. Um, is our um, 
is an excellent addition to our campus this semester and full of resources and assistance in providing um, behavioral health counseling to our students. And so I would like to encourage students to reach out directly um, you know, to, to Lori if they have um, really specific questions and concerns or just feel like they need to talk in detail with someone and get some assistance with having some Pono in their relationships. Um, and anyone who emails me, I'll be happy to make that connection for, for them as well. Great, thank you so much, Sarita. And for any listeners here that want to contact Love Pono, we have an Instagram at Love Pono, and our email is lovepono.leewardcc at gmail.com. And we hope you had a great time listening today and we look forward to having you here again.